say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh man do we have a great show for you. Because I got to tell you something. I know the truth. I do know the truth. And here's the truth, business people, entrepreneurs. You are flushing your money down the golden toilet. What? What are you talking about, Jay? What do you mean that I'm flushing my money down the toilet? You know what you're doing? I promise you you're doing this. You are going, you know what? Look at that latest piece of technology. Oh, isn't that awesome? Ooh, shiny. Oh, my website. Let's put more into SEO. Oh, let's do this. Let's put more money into that website. Dump, 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 flush, flush, flush. You know what you're doing? You're just spending your marketing budget. That's all you're doing. But I have help on the way, and he's here. He's written the book, The Golden Toilet. I am not making that up. His name is Steve Brown, all the way from Texas. Look, stop. Listen, listen to the title. Stop flushing your marketing budget into your website and build a system that grows your business. That's what we're going to do today. That's what Steve's going to do today. So hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm going to tell you what. He's coming after you. And you know what? We're about to put the plunger in the golden toilet. All right. But before Amen. we do that, <laughs> oh, you hear me? He's just awesome. Before we do that, though, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We are going to do what we do every week. And I'm going to walk you through your training, right? Because listen, here, here's the deal. We are under a lot of stress. All of us are, right? We have this thing called a pandemic or whatever you want to call it. Not here to judge that, but listen, we're all under stress. You've got business stress, you've got family stress, you've got relational stress, we've got holidays coming up, holiday stress, we've got this pandemic thing going on here. Here is what the every one of the operational forces guys that I've had on this show say. You're only as good as your training. You never rise to the occasion. You always fall back on how good your training is. So we're going to find out in the four areas of your life, physically, mentally, and emotionally, I want you to evaluate yourself and how well your training is going. And we're going to do this really, really quickly. So here's the deal. Every one of these areas, scale of 1 to 10, 1 is my training stinks. 10 is, man, my training cannot get any better. All right? So physical area, scale of 1 to 10, what do I mean by physical? Are you eating right? Are you exercising regularly? Are you drinking enough water and are you getting enough sleep? If you were to evaluate all those four things and other things, of course, as well, what number would you give yourselves out there, right? Then ask yourself these two questions. Why? And then what can you do to change it right now? It's pretty simple, right? If you are right now in your car eating a bag of chips, here's an idea. Stop. Okay. All right, next scale, scale of 1 to 10, right? Mentally, right? How's your mental training going? What do you mean by mental training? Here's what I'm talking about. What are you actively doing to improve your mind? Not letting things come at you like the, the, the TV and stuff. I'm talking about what are you actively doing to grow your mind? to change your mindset, to grow in your job, to grow in your relationships, to grow in what you do, or maybe grow in something new mentally. Scale of 1 to 10, how would you evaluate yourself out there, everybody? Same two questions, and what are you going to do about it? Can I tell you something? Here's a simple idea. Just, just try this. Buy this book. <laughs> Here's an idea. That'll help grow your mind. <laughs> just thought I'd throw, throw. Read the golden toilet. That's, that'll help. 
All right, this is just an idea. All right, so you got two levels, right? Two numbers, physical number, mental number. Emotionally, what do I mean by emotional training? All right, two, two things. One, how well are you able to control your emotions under stress? That's intention. And then how well are you able to understand the emotions of others? And are you willing to do that? Also intention. How would you evaluate yourself on those two areas? Scale of one to ten. Right? The, the big deal about emotions is that, you know what? I can't control my emotions. doesn't matter what you do to me. doesn't matter the circumstances. doesn't matter anything. I have the ability within me to control my emotions. I also have the same ability, if I really want to, to tap into and understand the emotions of others. And as our good friend Steve Brown says, if you really want to tell the story, you need to understand the emotional state and mindset of other people. It's not just a personal reason. It is a business reason to understand the emotions of your customers because you know what the truth is, and I am a psychological professional. We do not make decisions logically. We do that on our emotions. Ding, 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 winner, winner, chicken, dinner. So don't don't push the emotions aside. Scale of one to 10, how's your emotional training going? All right, same two questions. Why is it that way? What are you gonna do to change it? And then finally, the spiritual area, right? And a lot of people go, I'm not really a spiritual person. You are. If you remove the physical, the mental, the emotional, whatever's left, that's the spiritual, right? You've heard people say, you know, that music just touched me in a place I don't even understand. That's spiritual. If you have plans for your future that haven't hand, happened yet, but you know that they're, you're going to do them, that's faith. That's spiritual. What brings you to center? What brings you to peace in the midst of chaos? That's spiritual. Right? Whether that's God, whether that's nature, whatever it is, that's spiritual. Right? And as I tell you all the time, right, I ask you, how is that working out for you? Because if it's not working, you need to change it. And then what do you need to do to embrace that so that the spiritual area of your life is just as fulfilling as your physical, mental, and emotional areas? Because when you are complete as a four-part person, you are complete. So you've got four numbers, right? Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Think of those as the legs of a chair. If the legs of the chair are uneven, right, what happens? Our posture is bad. Makes it difficult for us to do anything if we're sitting in that chair constantly in our life. By the same token, if that chair is too low, it's hard to eat at a table and get nourished, isn't it? So we want to bring up all four of the legs together, and we want to do that in a way that's healthy so that we are the most healthy person that we can be. And that's your training for this week. All right, so let's talk about the guy who is as is 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 probably got all four of his areas absolutely pretty well straightened out. His name is Steve Brown. He has a passion for inspiring and empowering the entrepreneurs who power the American economy. He is the founder of ROI Online, a HubSpot Platinum Agency partner, and the first story brand certified agency. Steve and his team at ROI Online have worked with hundreds of clients from solo entrepreneurs or solopreneurs to, uh, you know, Inc.'s 5,000 fastest growing companies. Their mission and Steve's mission is to grow businesses by implementing a holistic business growth system. That's why he likes, you know what, you heard me talk physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, I'm just telling you, he's got a holistic plan, right? He's got this growth stack that makes complete sense. It's a four-area growth stack, you're going to love it. As an entrepreneur himself, Steve knows what business leaders face today as they fight to grow their businesses, and now he wants to share what he's learned to help those uh, hardworking heroes conquer their struggles 
and, and, and address the things that are holding them back and keep them from flushing their marketing money down the technological toilet. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show and welcome to A New Direction, Steve Brown. Welcome, my friend. Day, I'm jacked up just by listening to you, brother. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. That <laughs> I, this book, Golden Toilet, man, it got me jacked, man. I, I, I mean, <laughs> when when part one of your book is entitled "Get Your Mind Off the Pot." <laughs> I was like, okay, this guy's got a great sense of humor. He's serious, but he's got a great sense of humor, and he wants us to understand that, you know what, I, I, I believe after reading this book a couple times that really what you want us to understand is that we can't be too hard on ourselves, but we do need to be a little hard on ourselves. Is that kind of, yeah. is that kind of where you're kind of trying to push that, kind of walk that line? I think we deep down desire if we knew the framework to follow, we would do it for the most part. And I just wanted to lay it out there. If if we are entrepreneurs and we're trying to make it through this gauntlet, if we put so much on the line, then how nice would it be if we had a little plan that we could follow, a map and a flashlight to make it through this gauntlet, then we would because we're dedicated people. My heroes, the the entrepreneurs business leaders these people have put everything their family's future on the line they would they would step up and do it just like your holistic system the four things if they knew what those were they would get those done and stop wasting a lot of time frustration and money you know one of the things steve in this book and you start this book with a kind of a cool little story about the tiger and the the little tiger who thinks he's a sheep and the title of chapter one is hey you, hey, hey, you, let me do it right. Hey, you, you're a hero, yeah. right? I mean, that's really, I can hear that you say it. Hey, you, yeah. you're a hero. Yeah. Right? I, and I think, I think the problem is, is that those of us, you know, like you and me and, and so many people that we know who stepped into the entrepreneurial arena, who own their own businesses, who are running their own businesses, you know, we, we kind of just take it for granted. Well, it's just something I do. Mm-hmm. But it's, 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 we're, but really we're more than that. Yeah. We've asked to be held to an account that everything's on the line. Mm-hmm. And we stepped up to do things that we know deep down, we don't know how to do everything. <laughs> and, and yet we were stupid enough to go, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and so we're in there, we're chopping away and we feel like we're losing often. But we're not. Yeah. And that's why I titled that chapter that. And that's why I told the story about the little tiger cub. But, you know, it's really true. You know, even like when I started this show, right, and we're, we're in our third year, going on our third year. When I started the show, I got to tell you, man, looking at the numbers, it was just, <laughs> i got to be honest with you, when the numbers first came out, I was depressed, I mean, yeah. and, and, but we all, I think we all of us, you know, who go through the beginnings of this, right. We're all like going, man, did I make a huge mistake <laughs> in doing, in, in trying to do this thing? Right. I mean, have I, have I made a mess of this, you know, and, and, you know, am I screwing up? Am I doing the wrong thing? But you have a different view of all that. Yeah. Cause you, 
you're not because you're doing it your way, which is the right way. If you're comparing yourself to how others are doing, that's sucking the energy straight out of you, like a laying trying to stay warm on a cold cement, right? <laughs> you need to start to settle in your own worth and know that you have a unique perspective that is valuable and that people need to know that. And if you don't bring it to us, then all those people miss out and you miss out on a, on a bigger reward. You know, you, you said, you told a story that you were, um, you went to the Goldman Sachs small business program and, uh, and they asked you the question, they, they actually handed you a fake, I think a fake thousand dollar bill yeah. and said, okay, if you had, and, and everybody who's listening to me right now, listen, I'm, I'm, I want you to think about this question that I'm, that, that was asked to Steve and I just want you to think through it. And then I'm going to let Steve even ask the follow-up questions. If somebody handed you a check for a thousand dollars right now, what would you do with it to grow your business? Question mark. That's what they asked you, didn't they? Yeah. And then and then they rate tell them then tell them what the next question was. Yeah. So you, they let you spend a minute and you go, well, I would sign up for this software or I would I would do this little thing, and then they go, okay, that's good. Push that aside, and then they brought you a hundred thousand dollar check. And they said, what, what would you do now? And then I'm like going, oh, well, I would hire some people and I would, I would do very different things than just a little band-aid-y thing, right? And then, the, then I'm sitting there and then they go, okay, push that aside. Now we're going to give you a million-dollar check. Mm. What would you do? And all of a sudden, it was like I realized all these self-imposed barriers that I had put on my growth on my potential accomplishments were all mental. I had put these self-imposed barriers around me is what my epiphany was. And, and so that really convicted me to start thinking bigger. Stop putting all these obstacles in my way that don't exist. Mm. We, we have a tendency to do that, though. I mean, you know, we... <laughs> You know, we get so far ahead of ourselves and then we get d- disaster prone, you know, where, you know, instead of, instead of thinking about what, what great things could happen, we move to what all the horrible stuff could happen. We are so, we are so disaster ridden, right? I mean, everybody wants to go immediately to the negative. Nobody wants to look at the positive, right? And this is, this is, by the way, I love this because every pessimist I know calls themselves a realist because they'll say that pessimism is realism and my optimism is not, but my optimism is just as real as your pessimism is. Okay. Because the chances of me having something good happen are far better because I believe that they can happen than they were by going, they will never happen because then they never will. It's so here's, here's why that tiger story is in there is that the problem is this. We have these ideas, but we work with people who do the work, mm. but they're not thinking like you. And so when you roll out something, it's scary they're looking at how are we going to do all of this? And so they're, they're protecting themselves by saying why they're concerned. They're not seeing the bigger picture, mm. but we 
oftentimes don't have someone else to dream with. Mm. We have the people that love us and want to protect us and keep us out of trouble, but we often don't have people to dream with. And that's why this pessimism can be overpowering and really um, um, pull the rug out from under you when you could be taking some great, great steps. And then this leads us into how easy it then becomes for us to try to buy our optimism or try to buy our prof- profitability, mm-hmm. right? Um, by the way, I have spoken at at, 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 at a number of conferences, and as a as a national as an international speaker, and you know, I am, and in every one of these conferences, they have these booths where the vendors are selling something, yeah. right? Right, and it's usually technology of some sort, right? And I am always amazed that as I walk by. The people who will go, oh, this is the next piece of technology I need for my website in order for my website to be better. This is the next. This is the next. Um, this is the next system I need to bring in more customers or clients. This is the next thing. And then what happens is, you know, they 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 buy and they keep buying and keep buying. And then what happens is they, it's 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 what you say in this book and it's what you just said. You know that vendor that <laughs> you're about to buy this technology from that you think is going to you know, is this widget is going to all of a sudden make you amazing, by the way, he's not really interested in what you do for business. He's interested in selling his product. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, you you, I mean, this is the point I think that you really make, right? I mean, is that, yeah. you know, they, we, go ahead. They want to make their quota. That's what they've been tasked with doing. But the, Quotas put us inherently at odds with people that we could be serving and helping. But the dilemma is this. We, we're assuming that the fundamentals are in place and that this new shiny piece of technology will stack on top and complement an existing strategy, an existing framework. But it's often not the case because... These entrepreneurs are heroes. They're busy. They're fighting all these fires, and they're trying to figure out how to make the transformation from traditional marketing into modern marketing. And we inherently look for that little silver bullet, just this one thing that's going to solve everything. Mm. But that silver bullet mentality gets us to the golden toilet, and that's where we waste all this money because we didn't have our fundamentals in place, we we assume they're there, but they're not. Mm. Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. It, 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 this is you say by the end of this book, I want you to know exactly what every all these words, this jargon means, what you need, and what your process should include, and and you want them to understand their growth stack. That is that is really the overall writing message of this book. Is there something else that you would add to that? I want them to be empowered with the language to be able to to direct or at least to uh, know who to pick to support them on this process. But if you don't know what you're building, then you're in the dark. And so that's what I wanted to do is if we look at it as a growth stack, you have a talent stack. That's why you're where you are from all your experiences and your lessons. 
You built a talent stack. That's what makes you valuable. And by creating a growth stack, which is clear messaging, baked in the technology of our day, which right now has to be marketing automation, sales automation, and then to have a campaign mindset, a strategic campaign mindset is the four pieces that are, is going to empower you. And then if you know the words, then we can get past it. When the marketing director says marketing and we say marketing, we're saying the same thing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a teaser because we're going to be right back after <laughs> this because you're listening to Steve Brown and the Golden Toilet on A New Direction. Hey, everyone. Uh, you know what? Epic Physical Therapy is uh, one of our sponsors, and they are fantastic. They keep expanding and growing, and people have nothing but great things to say about them. Look, here's the deal. They, they, yes, they deal with professional athletes, right? Everybody knows them. They go, man, I didn't know that there's so many professional college athletes and that, that go there. I'm like, yeah, they do. But here's the other thing. They, they work with everybody, right? If, if you've had a surgery or an injury, they'll work with you. If you're suffering even just everyday aches and pains, maybe you're not moving very well, right? You're just having problems just performing the, you know, activities that you want to perform. They can help you, right? Here's the deal. Regardless of where you're at, and what your needs are, they will customize a treatment program that is tailored specifically for you, period. Because they understand that there is really the need to treat the entire body, right? Not just a symptom or an injury, right? This is why they are at the top of the game when it comes to physical therapy. So when you're ready for your epic relief, epic recovery, and epic results, don't look any further. Go to Epic Physical Therapy. That's epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And our other sponsor, Linda Craft and Team Realtors, who've been with us since the very beginning. You know what? She is the memory maker. And you go, what do you mean? How's a real estate person a memory maker? Well, Linda understood 35 plus years ago that, you know what? When it comes to a home, the thing that you will remember most is the memories that you had in it. We kind of forget about what we paid for a house over the course of time, but we never forget the memories, do we? We never forget those important moments that happen into our home. Those moments that how they made us feel. Right? I mean, we can all recall back what it was like going to grandma and grandpa's house. Do you remember what they paid for it? Probably not. And it's because those memories are really what's important. When, and because those memories are important to you, she understands the importance of those things. And so she wants to take care of your home in exactly the same way. She wants to find the right home so that you can create the memory. And when you're ready to sell it, she wants to treat that home in the way that you would want it treated because those memories are still precious and still there. So when you're ready to talk to the memory maker, the person that for 35 years has created one relationship at a time to build her a place where people now call her the legend of customer service, why not check out Linda Craft and team, right? You just need to go to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction, and we're with uh, Steve Brown, author of The Golden Toilet. Stop flushing your marketing budget into your website and build a system that grows your business. Who doesn't want that, for crying out loud? Everybody does. Why would you continue doing the same thing, expecting a different result? We call it insanity. Well, actually, <laughs> Einstein called it insanity, and he was pretty smart, right? So he's got that. And Steve's saying the same thing. Look, you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. He wants you to take the red pill. Well, huh? The red pill? What are you, what are you talking about? OK, 
okay, look, if you have not watched The Matrix in you know a few years or maybe at all, I suggest that you go back and watch The Matrix because you had a choice of two pills, right? You had a choice of the blue pill and you had a choice of the red pill, right? The blue pill was that pill that you know you could take and just believe that everything that was happening was going to be just the way it was. And you could continue to believe that your existence is just what it is and just do it and just go blah, da, 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 da. Or you could take the red pill. And you could take the red pill, and the red pill would be that you're going to have to face the real truth of what reality is. So, Steve, we take the red pill. What truth do we all of a sudden get exposed to? Well, we realize that there's a system that we need to adopt. We need to look at, we accept that there are an HR, a hiring system. We accept that there's a pricing system, an invoicing system, all these other systems in business. Mm. But we look at the website as just this little thing over here when we should be looking at it as a system, a legitimate business system that should help grow the value of your business. And if we look at it as a system, then we can start to be empowered to make business decisions better instead of these off the cuff. Steve, Steve, hold, hold, hold on here. Steve, I'm sorry, man, but you're not even talking about SEO. What is? I mean, come on. We 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 have to be talking about search engine optimization and keywords, don't we, Steve? SEO. Did, did you did you did you hear how I did that sarcastically? Right. Kind of. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> We're going to talk about the snake oil. <laughs> I mean, because come on, Steve, you're you haven't even said one word about search engine optimization. You haven't said one word about keywords because you know that. And by the way, you haven't said anything about algorithms because I got to tell you something, Steve. Because you know we can trick Google. I'm <laughs> sure of it. Yeah, all those guys being interviewed by the senators up there, they're. What's up with that conversation? And we're thinking we're going to trick them when everybody's worried about them tricking us. <laughs> but what about SEO? I mean, I mean, how many? Do you know how many times that you know I see people go? I get emails every day that says, you know, we can we can improve your SEO. We can improve. Mm-hmm. You know, I notice that your keyword is blah 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 blah. What do you? What is your response to that? It's like you, you don't even know my business, and I get those emails too, and I just ask them to read my book. If you want to help me read my book, brother, then you'll know that <laughs> I don't need SEO because guess what? Google doesn't care about you. Now, I know I heard a lot of – stepped on a lot of toes, yep. but Google doesn't care one iota about you. Yep. And if you're hanging your hat on trying to please Google – for that one little space on that first page of a search result as the the thing that's going to save your business. Right. You're wrong. Do you know that's do you know how many people don't even ever look at your website? I know. I know. I know. Aren't you shocked when you go, "Hey, did you look at our website?" and they go, "No." No. You haven't looked at my website? No. And we do you know we spent seven years on this search phrase, and now I've got a plaque over there that says number seven. I made it up to number seven. Let me show you. Let me show you this page. Oh, she's not there anymore. It's not enough. 
Yeah. Uh, we got to get our SEO, Simon, and get back on this and get back to number seven. Right. Yeah. It's, we that's we just get sucked into this hole, didn't we? We got somehow we got sucked into this hole when when Google came out. We got sucked into this belief that we that somehow <laughs> that if we had the right combinations of words and we and we laced our website with enough of the right word that somehow we were tricking Google into an algorithm. And I love your statement. Your statement is so beautiful. It says, "Trust me, Google knows who you are and what your site's about." <laughs> they do. They, they don't. Like, <laughs> everybody covers up their camera. On their, I they're like they're trying to hide their phone so Google's not listening. But Google's so stupid, you gotta stuff every. If you're a pet shop, you gotta put dog, cat, puppy, kitten, litter. You gotta stuff it in there because Google's so stupid they can't figure out what you're. Give me a break. Why have we bought this we, lie? But we because because those of us who were early adopters of this technology back in the Oh, I guess it was the late 90s. I guess is when we were writing our own websites in HTML and, you know, search engine optim- search engine search was very new at the time, as you recall, and uh, we were writing websites and I think we got caught up into the idea that somehow we had the power to be able to control what the website what what the search engine would show. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and really what happened over time was the search engines got so powerful, right? That what happened is they already knew they were, they were using these computerized spiders that were crawling through our websites going, Oh, so, Oh, they sell, Oh, they're a pet shop. Oh, okay. Well, that's all we need to know. Right. right. They, they didn't need to see cat, kitten, uh, tabby. Siamese, yeah. right? <laughs> they just didn't. They just didn't. They don't care. It just wasn't that big of a deal. And and the way search works today, right? It really doesn't have anything. It, it there really is no growth from that, is there? No. But here's the thing. Well, number one, um, I think Zuckerberg admitted that facebook tracks you across all domains not just on facebook right right right. well what does that mean well they see your activity all over the place so the algorithms are inventorying your interest your your activity what you look and search for and so your customer is going to all these different domains so when you're writing you're you're doing a podcast you're doing a video you're doing all these other mm-hmm. things and all these other domains that people stumble into. It right. goes back to the way we grew up in the forest, in the jungle. Mm-hmm. We stumble and find things, and that's the real way. So if you only think you should show up on a page of Google, mm-hmm. then everyone's searching at a thousand other places that you're not. You, you know, something else you say that's really, really just so important in in this book. By the way, the book's called The Golden Toilet. Um, Steve Brown, uh, find it, Amazon, bookstores everywhere. Um, also available Audible and Kindle as well. One of the things that you you said in here that I just, it was a series of things. Rem- stop letting the wrong people drive your car. Re- remember you're in charge here. You didn't need Google to sign off on your idea and tell you that it was okay to run a business. Right. Golly, is that powerful. 
You didn't need an IT guy to clear your first big idea, did you? I mean, I mean, you start, you start when you start saying these things, right? In the book, you didn't need an SEO to change your first customer's life, did you? Golly, you start thinking, you go, you know, you didn't need a web designer, you know, to inspire you to take on your industry and try something new. You, you didn't need Steve Jobs to sign your whole pass. You, this is everything in the book, folks. It's really, really powerful because we get so sucked up. You know, we forget who we are as an entrepreneur, that we started this thing, and then all of a sudden we feel like we need all these other things. Amen. It's so true. Again, it's one of those self-imposed things, but it's because we're bombarded every day with these people calling us and telling us they can get a stop search. <laughs> and after hearing a 100,000 times, you, maybe one day you go, well, I guess we need to get on top of a search somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where that idea came from, but it's not true. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's not true. And, and yet, man, we can be so caught up in, into, um, believing that it is, it, that it is true. So let's, let's, let's dig in here a little bit and let's talk about chapter four. I'm going to bump ahead a little bit, disrupt or be disrupted, because I think one of the things that we, um, sometimes struggle with as entrepreneurs is that we we can be caught up into being we want to disrupt the industry but the truth is we're being disrupted all the time yeah so what what is the right approach here what what's our what's our approach i mean especially when it comes to speed of change and 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 all the what what is the approach that we should be how should we approach that as an entrepreneur well you're prospects, your potential relationships, the folks that you want to help and serve, they're being trained to expect good experiences online. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they leave, they leave Uber, they leave Amazon, they leave Pizza Hut, and they wind up on your platform. And it can be quite a shock if it's cheeky and it feels out of date. And the, here's the thing. You need to be relevant now and in the future and so technology can be really intimidating but it's just a technology and it's this has been in play ever since the beginning i talk about um cavemen they were sitting around one day and a kid walks up and he's got a sharp stick and they all make fun of him because he's he's bragging that that sharp stick could get a squirrel when rocks everybody knows we use rocks okay <laughs> and then then it's like this email thing, what, you're going to send out the newsletter via email? Uh-uh, you send it to me via fax. I ain't doing that email stuff, <laughs> right? And then la later, it's like, I'm not joining a Zoom. Just send me an email. Mm. It's the same thing. Mm. We just need to adopt this philosophy and start to figure out what technology we can take advantage of to support an existing process of humans helping humans. We're just using a different technology, whether it's a rock, whether it's a spear, whether it's marketing automation. You you say in this chapter, you know, it doesn't matter what the tools are or <laughs> the pointy sticks or pointy rocks or the advanced AI that you're going to adopt. You have to understand one thing really well. Mm -hmm. And it's where humans connecting with humans it's h to h it's not b to c 
business to consumer, business to business, it's age to age. Mm. And that our brains, our world has changed, but our brains remain the same. And we're supposed to design a human experience in whatever environment that we're in. And that's how you win. This requires us, though, to take on a different perspective Mm -hmm. than what we typically take on when we Mm -hmm. think of business. Because, you know, I I mentioned this in the opening of the show, right? You know, we kind of do, well, not kind of. It's an absolute critical must that we have to know what our customer wants. Yes. Yeah. Our customers want to feel understood and they want to feel safe. Mm. Period. And the way that you convey it is by listening to them and creating experiences that convey that and conveys that I understand you, I get you, and I'm going to help you. The problem that we have, and you, make, you expose us so well in uh, the book, The Golden Toilet, you expose us really, really well, is that we have a tendency to say, Look at me. This is what I have to offer. We are great. We are outstanding. There is no reason for you to look at the factors. They say something really funny that, that I, I can't. I don't even know if I can find it because I. But I can't I want to repeat it. Where you go, me, me have big biceps. They wimpy. They ten percent more wimpy than we. Go with us. <laughs> right? Something like something to that effect, right? Mm-hmm. Because we we have this tendency. To want to do this brag of like, this is why you need to go with us as your provider, whatever it is that you're selling or whatever it is that you're offering. This is Here are the reasons why you need to go with us. But that's not really what the consumer wants. No. So there's a great book by Donald Miller. It's called Building a Story Brand. And the biggest takeaway in that is that our brains crave communication in a story format. And in a story, we identify with the hero and we get we get pulled in. But the hero in every great story meets a guy, meets someone, a donkey, a wizard. A, they find a document that gives them a piece of knowledge that empowers them. And so when you're the thing that's wrong with marketing is that every every brand or most the bad brands position themselves as the hero that's going to win the day when in actuality you need to be the guide that's going to help your heroes win the day that's why most marketing feels weird and is offensive hey we overbought we overbought we're so stupid we overbought come in and take advantage of us i don't know who thought up that idea right oh my gosh as soon as you say that right i mean there is this company that literally calls themselves that they are stocked way too much all right dot mm-hmm. com we, we, we've bought too much stuff.com. That's what I'm going to call them. We've bought too much stuff.com. Matter of fact, we went way over and bought way too much stuff.com because we're so stupid. <laughs> 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 that we 
couldn't figure out inventory. So now we're going to sell it to you because that's how dumb we are. And you're just as dumb because you're willing to buy it from us. It's so insane. It is insane when you start thinking and you start playing this out. It really is. It's crazy that we do this. But it's really, really true. Our brains, our brains do are wired for a story, and and yet we turn people off all the time with our tactics because we don't understand it. And um, we're gonna we're we're talking with Steve Brown, author of The Golden Toilet, and we're gonna come back to clear messaging, marketing automation, sales automation, and strategic campaigns right after this. Hey everyone, listen, you know I love our sponsors they have been with us for so long and epic physical therapy by the way they're my physical therapists and i I love them i i was just in their one of their stores the other day i guess it's a store right one of their their uh their places and and got to see heidi and the gang and you know what he was what was so cool they had all this advanced equipment that they were using but here was the best part of it the best part of what was happening in there were the one-to-one relationships that were happening as they were helping people get through, whether it was an injury or a surgery, or it was one of the athletes who was just trying to get themselves a little bit more flexible. And then there were people in there who were just trying to get in a little bit better shape. Right. And I thought to myself, and this is, this is pretty cool that this physical therapy facility is offering so much more than just standard physical therapy. And you could see the smiles and the encouragement and the affirmation and, you know, the excitement of just getting one more step, getting, you know, a little bit more done on the weights or, you know, being able to go one, one, one more place further. It was really cool. And I thought, you know what, well, that's really the heart of Epic Physical Therapy, isn't it? It's really about the relationships that they develop with each client that walks in the door. And, yeah, I could talk about all their equipment that's great and I could talk about how certified they are. I could talk about all those things. But the truth of the matter is what makes them really outstanding is the relationships that they're able to develop, and how they're able to help people absolutely get the result that they need. So when you're looking for your epic relief, your epic recovery, and your epic results, don't look any further. Look look at Epic Physical Therapy. You can learn more by going to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. You know what's really cool about you know my sponsors is the other sponsor, of course, is Linda Craft. And you know, Linda Craft and Team Realtors has been around for 35 years, and what is really cool about them is I walked into a Zoom meeting and was doing some Zoom training with um, Linda's team. And as I was training them and doing Linda's team, I was really impressed about how well they knew each other. And not only how well they knew each other, but how much they cared about each other. And I thought, you know, a group of people who care that much about each other, even though they're salespeople and there's administrative people involved, That's just something about how they care about people. And, you know, I think that's really what separates Linda probably from so many other people. It's just how they care, right? They understand that everybody's struggling right now. They understand that people have a different variety of needs. They understand that, you know, you've got some people who want to buy their first home. They've got some people who are trying to downsize. And that means that everybody's got a different set of needs and they and it was really cool to see them really tap into the emotions and understand each other. And it made me believe, and I'm sure that, you know what, it's because they do it with their clients as well. And that's probably why Linda's past clients say about her that she's a legend of customer service. 
So when you're ready, you know, to sell your home or buy your next home, you know what, start with LendaCraft's team. You can find more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And we're back here on A New Direction with Steve Brown and his book, The Golden Toilet. So, Steve, let's let's jump right in because, you know, we've got this gauntlet we got to run through and uh, that you like to talk about. And really, the fact of the matter is there's four parts to our growth stack because we've done all the wrong things. So let's try to do something right for a change. Let's try to take, you, you say, let's get that, you know, 20,000 foot view or whatever it is. Let's take a look at all these pieces. And you you point out that the the four fundamental aspects of a healthy business growth stack are clear messaging, marketing automation, sales automation, and strategic campaigns. And it's in that order, by the way. You make that pretty clear as well. So what is clear messaging? Clear messaging is... so. When we talk about our brain, our brain is always in play with everything. And so we have this part of the brain I call the bodyguard. It's the brain stem. It's the part of the brain that we share with lizards, dogs, lobsters. You know how you can communicate with a dog without saying anything? Well, that bodyguard, by the way, nothing gets approved until the bodyguard says it's okay. Then the logical part of our brain clicks in and justifies that emotional decision, okay? And so our messaging needs to get approval from the bodyguard to allow that person more time to evaluate what we have to offer. And so that's why I say you need to communicate in a clear way in just seconds that you're understood and you're safe Mm. at this place, okay? So clear messaging honors the rules of story. And by doing this, by baking in the creative and the the environment into everything you do, whether it's a lead behind, an email, a video, a website, your messaging is the biggest lever for you to be at a competitive advantage. Because again, most marketing's broken and it's like, we're the hero and you need to just... Mm be happy with our features but if you communicate the opposite you're understood and you're safe here and here's a little way that we're going to help you be successful it's a totally different feeling it's a totally uh, it's just a big competitive advantage you talk about free range brains um, which i really 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 liked is that you know uh, you say the trick is to transform from a self-centered narcissist, <laughs> which I found brilliant, to an empathetic, helpful being, which is not always easy for us, right? Uh, no. uh, it's not. No, it's, isn't it funny that just being human is a competitive advantage? Yeah. We, yeah. we live in a world that's been so industrialized, okay? So the words have been changed. It used to be you know, Fred would come into the butcher shop and get, get, you know, pork every Wednesday. But now it's like consumers. Now it's like you and I talked about before, leads. Mm. And so what do we do? We took the face and the names off of this and turned them into this little uh, unit that has a credit card that we're trying to figure out how to get more charges on credit card of that unit. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you and I have talked at, at, at probably ad nauseum about how when we label people as a lead and then we classify them as cold or warm or hot or A or B or C, that what we do is once we strip away their their name and their reasons and their purpose and their desires and their emotions, so if we strip that all away, then we can just do whatever we want with them because now they're no longer important, right? Mm-hmm. And and and. You know, Steve, I got to be honest with you. If <laughs> we we kind of joked about this online, off the air, but you know, I would love for a salesperson to go call me that I haven't talked to him. I go, hey, I just want to. You are our warm. You're the our warm lead of the day. I just want to let you know, <laughs> and and we are so we want to know if you want to become a hot lead today because you've been kicking the tires around, and we would like you to move from warm to hot because the <laughs> truth of the matter is. I'm a salesperson and I haven't had a check in a while. So can we move you from warm to hot? What do you say? Warm lead. How about, how about you help me make my quota? <laughs> well, see, this is what happens when we reduce people to a lead, right? Because yes. then they become a quota filler. Yes. Yeah. You. So again, we're self-centered in that situation. Right. When it actually, if we were being just human and courageous and go, Hey, Jay, I noticed you've been looking around on our stuff and I wanted to see what I can do to help you know whether this is a good fit for you or not. Right. What can I do for you? Yeah. I promise you we'll figure out whether this is good for you. And if it's not us, I'm going to point you in the direction that you ought to go. But don't tell my sales manager. You know, we talk about stories so often, but the truth of the matter time was, I'm going to ask this to people out there because Steve really kind of hints at this question. When's the last time you asked, you know, a customer, tell me your story. Mm -hmm. What's your story? Man, that's powerful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, when we start asking, when we start asking, when we stop trying to sell and we start just asking them what their story is. How much would we learn? How much would we know? How much better would we be? How much more relatable would you mm. be to that person and how much safer would they feel? Yeah. Because not many people take the time to understand them. Mm. That's why I wrote my book. Right. Because I recognized over time that here we have all these folks that come to us and even though they say, I, I need to do a website refresh, I think I need to show up in a search, and I think we need to post pictures of my dog on social media. What if we took that, if it made it into a form film and put the subtitles into it, here's what they would say. I put a lot on the line for this business. I feel like I need to do something here because my future's at risk. Yeah. I need someone I can trust yeah. to help me accomplish this. What should I do to make it through? Right. I need to trust you. That's what they're actually saying. Yeah, it's listen. When you say that this is absolutely the fundamental piece that has to run through every part of your business, mm-hmm. it, it is absolutely true. It is just absolutely the, the fundamental piece. Chapter seven says marketing automation, right? <laughs> so when you talk marketing automation, what are we what are we talking about here? Well, it's this, I call it the Amazonian experience that we've all grown to know. You show back up at Amazon and they know you bought tight underwear last time, Jay. Okay. Okay. And so they say, <laughs> they 
Oh, they so, know I bought a Speedo. Okay, got right. it. Right. Okay. So other, others that bought Speedos also bought these little leather boas, right? And would you like to see some? And you go, oh, not now. No. But that's that's mark. That's a mar- marketing automation that we understand, or Mailchimp, we or Monkey Mail, whatever it's called. Right. right. That's a form of old school marketing automation. Yeah, we as a as a consumer, right? Though we can kind of we kind we kind of sniff that out, mm-hmm. don't we? Online, we're pretty good at sniffing out whether you know somebody's doing this right or somebody's doing this wrong. Yes, but we need to do it right because it's an advantage. But here's why we need to do it right: not to like. It's like this. If you really are concerned about delivering an experience that the humans that visit want to relate to, then you need to take advantage of this because most of it's happening in a virtual way. So we need to utilize the technology instead of chase the technology around like we want it to autograph and want to please it. So we show up in a search. We actually need to get it to serve us Mm. instead of us serve it. You, you say in this chapter, you say a website is not its design or pretty features. It's a content management system. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, when we look at it that way, when you, a business owner would look like, oh, that's where my content is going to live. Mm-hmm. Well, content means what, what information can I put in this to help our sales process? What are the things that people are evaluating and asking the most questions about, I would put it in that system that's going to let the human on the other end evaluate at their speed. There's not a one size fits all. And that's the beauty of marketing automation. It does all of these little minutia tasks that let people go at their speed to evaluate until they're ready to raise their hand and then talk to a live person. All right, let's move. To, let's move to the next one. Sales automation. What are we What are we talking about there? Remember that time that you evaluated something and you were like really excited about it, and you 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 you're almost as jacked up as listening to Jay's intro, right? So so you you got in the car, you drove over to that place, and you walked in, and they were jerks. You remember how upset you were? You were emotionally up. You were so upset. You actually thought about writing a review, a bad review on Yelp. What in the world? Why did you get so emotionally upset? It's because you felt betrayed. You had this experience in the marketing phase. You read their material. It seemed to relate and care about you. But when you got to the sales process, they were disconnected. The sales process is where this this messaging we worked hard to get clear that's baked in our marketing automation now needs to be congruent in the sales process. So whether it's a follow-up sales email, whether it's videos to talk about how the specific situation that this is going to look like for you, it still needs to feel the same. It feels that needs to feel branded. It needs to have the same emotion in it. That's why that's important. You know, it's interesting. You quote Peter Thiel, and in in this chapter, um, in uh, in his book Zero to One, 
And he talks about super sales and distribution. But one of the lines in that quote that is so powerful, um, he, he, he says, if you haven't invented an effective way to sell it, whatever it that you're selling is, you have a bad business no matter how good the product is. Right. All the efforts that went into designing the product, if it didn't acknowledge the sales process and that design, it's disconnected and you'll struggle. You'll struggle to sell it. He talks about all these great products that never make it because the sales process sucked. But yet all these mediocre products have excelled and flourished because they had a great sales process. That's how important this part is. Yeah, and and I think, you know, salespeople, you're a sales guy. I mean, you love sales. I mean, matter of fact, you talk about early in the book how, you know, a lot of people get a little bit intimidated by sales. You're a guy who just loves it. And mm-hmm. and and that's a part of your DNA. I am just the opposite. I am not a guy who likes to do that. I, I've tried it over and over again. I'm just for whatever reason I just don't have that comfort uh to to do that. I, I get it. I do sell. I just happen to do it in a different way. That's unique. And I think one of the things that you point out in the sales process is, is that salespeople have a tendency to kind of be all over the place, but structure for your business and sales is incredibly, it's, it's absolutely critical, isn't it? It's so true. It's the piece that most companies are insecure with. And most entrepreneurs like you, I love designing the product. I love taking care of customers. I love my employees. I hate sales, Mm. but you have to have it in there and it needs to be a legitimate part of the process and it's, and it's healthy and it's okay, but it's basically just a way, a respectful way to understand what the person needs and how your solution can help them overcome the challenge that they're wanting to address. That's all sales is, but to have a system that follows follows it through is a way to success. We all know that. Let's say if you want to be in the Olympics, we'll just let's just go practice on Saturdays, and then we'll show up at the Olympics. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to get my butt kicked, right? Right. But if we followed a system of sleep, diet, stretching, strengthening, conditioning. If we followed a system, then we've got an opportunity to excel at that challenge. Right. The same things in play here. Yeah, I think I think you know one of the things we think about as a sales process is I, I sometimes wonder if as a small business that we just don't want to know what our salespeople are really doing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, here's the thing, in every sales organization I was in, you have an owner trying to do the best they can. And so they read the book or something, and it's not their natural domain, and that's okay. That's why we signed up to be entrepreneurs. We'll figure it out. Whatever we don't know, we're confident enough, we'll figure it out. So we read a book, and it says they need to do a quota, and they need to turn in a report. Do a quota and, re- and turn in a report. Well, again, that's just like showing up every Saturday, and we'll throw the ball around a little bit. There needs to be a more of a deliberate system in place. And it's it's something that great companies that get that down, they really, it's a competitive advantage. But it needs to honor the way the brain desires communication. That's a big differentiator in the sales process. We've been on an hour. 
Oh, well, let's keep going. <laughs> we may have to do an after show uh, to, to keep going. Let's, this has been fun. I've had a blast with you, man. Me too. I love this. You, you're um, you're an awesome host, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, look, I'll tell you what. Maybe what we'll do is we'll close the show, but we're going to do maybe an after party, you and I, and we'll keep okay. talking. And then right. that way people can get some bonus content. Are you up for that? I'm. I love it. Here, let me uh, let me communicate to someone here. Yes, I'm I'm down. Let's uh, let's okay. move forward. So, if you could, the show's called a new direction because we want to we try to help people find a new direction in their life or their career and the business. If you could leave people with a new direction, what would Steve Brown, author of The Golden Toilet, leave them with? Um, a new direction is. I'm going to look at my website differently. It's a system. It's one piece of a bigger system that's growing the value of my business. It's not a piece that's going to drive all these decisions. It's not the piece that tech gets to tell me what to do, that the SEO gets to tell me what to do. It's subordinate to the overall strategy of my business, and we're going to turn it into a, a helpful component of a bigger system he's awesome his name is steve brown and the book is called the golden toilet and uh stop flushing your marketing budget in, into your website and build a system that grows your business look folks he's been great you know what i say to you this every week you know what be inspired because when you're inspired that means you can inspire others and in turn when they're inspired that means they will inspire others as well and that can make this world an amazing place i'm going to be back here next week with another great guest another great book another great show and as I say to you every week, ciao, everybody. You Miss you, Bob. To go a different way, yeah. The time has come for a new direction. Yeah, yeah. New direction. Yeah, yeah. When you lost your confidence. And the answers don't make sense You've got to keep your hope alive you got to know you can survive This is your time